ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد حدثني جماعه من الشيوخ باسناد كل الى سفيان بن عيينه عن عمرو بن دينار عن ابي قابوس عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما ان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الارض يرحمكم من في السماء the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that those who are merciful they will be shown mercy by the most merciful be merciful and show mercy to those who are in the earth and the one who was above the heavens he will show you mercy قال العلماء ذلك بان العلم رحمه the ulama they mentioned from them specifically sheikh salih abd aziz al sheikh he mentions he says this is because knowledge is mercy natijatuhu rahma fi dunya wa ghayatuhu rahma fi akhirah the result of knowledge is mercy here in this world and the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter we continue going over the tremendous work by imam an-nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala and we have reached the portion of this particular hadith that we have been going over these past few sessions and that is the statement of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam wa mashtama'a qawmun wa mashtama'a qawmun في بيت من بيوت الله يتلون كتاب الله ويتدارسونه بينهم الا نزلت عليهم السكينه وغشيتهم الرحمه وهفتهم الملائكه وذكرهم الله في من عنده the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said 
what means. And a people do not gather in a house from the houses of Allah, reciting therein the book of Allah and studying it amongst themselves, except that they will descend upon them tranquility. They will descend upon them tranquility. And they will be enveloped by mercy. They will be wrapped in mercy. And they will be surrounded by angels. And Allah will mention them, those people who are remembering him, to the angels. And Allah will mention those individuals who are remembering him to the angels. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. I, I just want to draw your attention to the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they will be wrapped in mercy. You see? What are they doing? They're seeking knowledge. And Sheikh Saleh Abdul Aziz Al Sheikh, he mentions, as we just heard, in reference to the hadith of being merciful, that what? Al ilm, rahmah. Knowledge is mercy. You see? Seeking knowledge. From the benefit of seeking knowledge in the side of the masajid is that what? You will be wrapped, enveloped in mercy. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The great scholar, the noble scholar, the noble sheikh, the muhadith of Medina, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin. Al-Abad al-Badr, Hidahullahu Ta'ala. He mentions, he says, Buyutullah, he al-Masajid. That the houses of Allah, then they are the Masajid. They are the Masajid. Naam. Wa idlafatuha ilallah, idlafatu tashrif. And connecting the houses, or meaning connecting the Masajid, Connecting the masajid to Allah, then this is the connection of honoring. Naam. That Allah Ta'ala is honoring the masajid. That Allah Ta'ala honors the masajid. In other words, the Prophet has informed us that Allah Ta'ala he has honored the masajid. The masajid, this is a noble place. The masjid is a noble place. And and and, and I really want us to um to to to, to think about this, right? Because Especially us here living in the West because we live in places where we may not be able to get to the masjid as often as we would like, right? But one of the things that uh, I've noticed, and, and I understand people are busy and I understand, you know, they have to get back to work and things of this nature. So I'm not necessarily speaking to these things and these and these uh, factors. Um, but it, it, it unfortunately, there seems to be a thing where some people, and, and Allah, I'm saying this is the way it seems, that some people, it seems like they just uh, they just can't wait. You know, they just can't wait to get out. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and it's like they're very very impatient. You know, they're ready to go really fast. Uh, and and we just have to question ourselves. You know, how, why is that the case? Why why is that the case? Is that the case? And if so, why? 
because the masajid they are yani the 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 best places on the dunya naam the best place in the dunya and the most beloved place in the dunya to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is the masjid so when we're there in this place in which Allah ta'ala he honors naam and they are honored by having been connected to Allah Allah ta'ala saying the houses of Allah naam then we should we should look for excuses one to go and two when we are there we shouldn't be in a rush to leave now this is this one of the best places the sheikh he mentions he says wal masajid hiya ahabbu al bilad in allah and the masjid this is the best land this is the best place in the earth the most beloved place in the earth to allah the in the earth the most beloved place to allah or the masajid or the masajid so i want you to think about that now you're in a place that is the most beloved place to allah in the earth or you're in one of the places that are from the most beloved places in the earth to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the masajid naam the masajid so i just again i i just want us to reflect on this and 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 to think about this this uh this fact and the sheikh he brings the dalil wa mad dalil he says that qawlihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam according to the statement of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ahabbu bilad allah masajiduha that the most beloved places in the earth to allah are the masajid they are the most beloved places unto allah they are the masajid naam طيب وابغض البلاد الى الله اسواقها and the most hated places to allah are the marketplaces are the marketplaces now i want you to reflect on this bear with me for a second when an individual goes to the marketplace and we know the marketplaces are very different types right some small some big you know to the end of it but typically how long do a person stay inside of the marketplace typically how long do they stay in the marketplace when a person goes shopping a big box chain store how long are you in that store for right person goes to a mall how long does the average person really spend inside the mall now i want you to compare that to how long on average a person likes to stay inside the masjid do you understand in the winter months now the time between maghrib and isha is short period of time hour and in a little bit of a minutes that's it right but how often do we find the brothers taking advantage of that time and say okay i'm going to sit here between maghrib and isha it's not a long time i'm sitting here for this time and if you were to say sometimes it's not the brothers sometimes it is the brothers but sometimes it's not the brothers sometimes it is the the family it is the wives right and the children you go to the masjid is maghrib you say you know what my sister stay there isha and then you you might hear the the signs of disapproval and oh it's a long time and well what want you want you to drop me off home and come back and things like this and it's why why is it like that i know just just things is you know just to think about uh for ourselves you know really we have to i'm in real i'm i'm, I'm real big into self evaluation looking at ourselves and our own situations and trying to make the appropriate adjustments and that sometimes that comes by asking the uncomfortable question 
so we need to question ourselves and have these awkward and uncomfortable conversations with ourselves, inshallah, ta'ala, and be real with ourselves so that we can better ourselves, inshallah. So these are just things, you know, I just I put out there for people to think about. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, وَفِيهِ الْحَثُّ عَلَى الْإِجْتِمَاعِ فِي الْمَسَاجِدْ لِتَلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ وَتَدَارُسِهِ He said, in this, there is an encouragement to gather, to come together and gather in the houses of Allah, in the masajid, to come together inside of the masajid, to recite the Qur'an, na'am, to recite the Qur'an and to study it, to recite the Qur'an and to study it. Now, of course, this is something that I, 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 I encourage the administrators of the masajid, the students of knowledge, na'am, and the people the, the Muslims, right, the general Muslims of the, of the area, I encourage them to be serious about the classes that are established inside of the masajid, to be serious about them, right? As far as the administrators and as far as the, the, the students and things of this nature, well, you know, everyone has their own uh, role to play, right? But as far as the administrators, then my advice to you is to make sure that you set up a situation that the students of knowledge could Yani, uh, be available inside of the masajid, the students of knowledge, that they would, yani, um, what's what I'm looking for? That you set up a situation that you make it easy for the classes to be established inside of the masjid. Okay? So, you know what you need to do to make sure that that happens, to make sure that the classes are present inside of the masajid. And the students then my advice to them will be to take serious the establishing of these classes inside of the masajid. And of course, this is to the best of everyone's ability, right? Everyone's, uh, you know, according to everyone's situation. But as much as possible, try to make sure that you are doing classes inside of the uh, masajid, okay? And then for the practitioner, for the people that come out to pray, then my advice to them will be do not underestimate the importance and the value of going to the massage for these classes because of and due to your relying upon modern technology. Now, how often the people, they come and they say, you know what? I'm not going to go to the masjid for class because they stream it on various platforms. So I'll just stay home and listen. I'll just stay home and listen. Ma'am, and this sometimes has become an excuse and a justification for people not to come to the class in the masjid. So they say, I just stay home and listen, you know, and yani, you miss out on a lot. Alhamdulillah, you still can get some benefits, you still can get some information, but you miss out on a lot to the point where I will encourage the people when we have classes inside of the, the masjid, ma'am, to come out to the masjid. Don't rely on listening to it from your house. Don't rely on a recording that may be available at a later time. No, come to the masjid. Why? Because when you don't come to the masjid, you miss out on a lot of benefit. That's one. Two, from a practical standpoint, it is very possible that there will be some technical difficulties and the quality of the class won't, won't be that great due to a bad Wi-Fi connection or what have you. Uh, so the, the feed will, will, will be bad. The broadcast will be bad. 
right? That's one. Don't rely on a uh, a recording because technology sometimes is fickle. Technology sometimes is fickle. Sometimes, the recording just won't work. Sometimes you may be recording on a device that is has reached its capacity memory-wise, and halfway during the class, it stops because it's out of memory or it's out of battery, so on and so forth. So do not rely upon these means of technology because sometimes they get lost. How many classes are lost because it just, yani, you know, uh, uh, it failed. I'm, I'm known situations where both recordings have failed. The primary recording has failed and the backup has failed. The primary and the backup has failed. Now what happens that class? Gone. So if you was waiting to hear it later, now you're not going to be able to hear it later because it's gone. So don't rely on that. Don't 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 rely on that because it's not always that reliable, right? Come out to the class. Come out to the class and benefit. But listen, coming to the masajid, this is this hadith is an encouragement to gather in the masajid to read the Quran and to study it. The Sheikh he mentions, he says, وَيَكُونُ ذَلِكَ بِقْرَاءَةِ أَحَدِ الْمُجْتَمِعِينَ وَالْبَاقُونَ يَسْمَعُونَ He said, and this is by one of the people who have gathered, they recite. Right? One of the people who have gathered, they recite, and then the rest are listening. One of the people, they gather, they recite, and then the rest are listening. Right? And we, and we know this concept. We know this concept. It's like um, what people do when they have like a book club, for example. They come out. And one person may read a portion of the book and other people is listening, right? So it's, I mean, the concept is not foreign to us. So anyway, that one person, they will recite everybody else. They're listening, right? Uh, they're listening يعني, to the one person reciting. But then what happens is, will be And then... They would recite in a alternate alternate uh, way. In other words, they will rotate the recitation. Nam but now will be They would rotate the the recitation. So one brother will start reciting. Everybody else listening. Then he will stop from the portion that he recited. Then somebody else will start reciting either that same portion or another portion. Right? Then they'll then they'll recite it, and then they'll take turns reciting. They would take turns. They would go around and take turns reciting. And this is to strengthen each other in their recitation. Now, to strengthen each other in their recitation. So that they will come together and they will benefit. Naam, and in in this way they will benefit in a number of ways. But from what from one of the ways that they will benefit is that when they're reciting, the one who does good in portions of his recitation, he will be he will know that he recited it correctly, right? And they will be able to uh, identify mistakes if they are present. They'll be able to identify mistakes if they are present. Because how often sometimes a person may be reciting by themselves and they're making mistakes. 
that they do not notice, that they don't take notice to. But when you recite with your brothers, now, then they will hear the mistake that you don't hear and draw your attention to it. So this would enhance your recitation because you you would know when you were right and you will be pointed to and notified on those portions of the verse that you made a mistake. Now, so for uh, brothers and sisters, because I mean, both need to be doing this, right? For any, for, any, for any group that has gathered like this, then you'll be able to practice the rules of Tejweed now amongst yourselves. Because as the person said, they said, oh, no, you, ha- you, you didn't hold that med long enough. Or they said, oh, no, you didn't make runna here, right? Oh, no, no, you didn't make iqlab there, so on and so forth. So this is um, very important, right? Very important. You know, the idgham, they said, oh, it was make idgham right there, you didn't make idgham. You know, to the end of it, this will help us and, is, and this would uh, strengthen our recitation. And the point is, is that are we doing this? Because this is something that Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, he is advising, right? So I just want to stop here and just talk about just the aspect of this, the reciting aspect of it and the benefits that we would get just from just reciting it amongst ourselves. Um, have we ever seen this before? Hmm. Have we ever seen this before? Now, this is just from my own experience, and my and my experience is not indicative of the overall experience. I'm just telling you what I have seen and what I have experienced, right? Um, in America, it does it does not come to mind an example of this, a steady example of this, not in America, right? And it, and it's sad because this should be well known. This should be widespread. I've seen Quran classes here. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about coming together um, a lot of times as even peers and people, you know, on similar levels and some slightly higher than the others and so on and so forth, just to come together and to recite and to check each other's recitation like this. I, have, I haven't really seen this as being widespread here in, in America. And um, this is unfortunate. Perhaps some people didn't know about it. Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, he's informing us this is something that's very good to do. This hadith is an encouragement for us to do this type of thing. So, perhaps in different communities and different areas, we can start coming together to do this, inshallah ta'ala. In the masjid, if possible, in the masjid. If not, then okay, from, you know, someone's house or whatever the case is. But if you could do it in the masjid, do it in the masjid. Naam. If you could do it in the masjid, do it in the masjid as much as you can. And I understand people's schedules and I understand that. I mean, if you look at me here, you see I'm not in the masjid right now, right? Because this is the situation. This is the situation, so we do what we can do until we can do better. But even with that, we strive to at least have, at the very minimum, monthly classes in the masjid, right? Where everyone is gathered and come together inside of the masjid. Now, uh, and, I, and, I, and I mean classes that I will deliver, I mean, monthly classes in the masjid. But alhamdulillah, there are weekly classes in the masjid for... Uh, the children, for those who are interested in this particular area. The um, strive as much as you can, right? So again, here in America, I haven't really seen this too much. But in Egypt, in Egypt, and many of them are sajid, right? Many of them are sajid. But in particular, in the local masjid, in my local masjid, it was Masjid Abu Bakr al-Siddiq in Tanta, 
uh, this was every morning, every morning, every morning. You will find uh, the brothers, and these were just brothers who used to work. You know, just your, just your 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 common brothers, right? Your everyday Muslims. They there was a group of them, and they were they were older. Uh, when I say older, I was you know I was really young at that time. So I'm talking about a group of individuals who were in their forties, in their fifties. You know, um, they would they would they would sit every morning after Fajr, and they would recite like this. One would recite, the other ones would listen. Then the next one would go, and he'll recite a portion. The next one would go, he'll recite a portion. The next one would go, he'll recite a portion. Right, and that was that was the older gentleman's section. So you're talking like people in their forties, fifties, and up. This was their section, right? Um, then you had other other groups of brothers, and in their group, they went over ten verses a day. They were memorized ten verses a day, and in that group. They will also read through the tafsir of um, Imam Sa'di, the one of the students of knowledge, who was a little more advanced than everybody else. He will read tafsir al-Sa'di. So they would do 10 verses. Everybody would recite those 10 verses, and then they would correct the person, you know, tajweed-wise, when they made a mistake or whatever, a mispronunciation, they would correct it. And then when everybody recited it, then, then the uh, the student who was leading that 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 uh, that portion of that group with those brothers, they would he would read the tafsir. Now, now these brothers, they were a little younger in age. This was like my age group at the time. People that was in their twenties, right, and, and and like this, and younger. You had some you had some teenagers with us there too, right. Um, this was the group that I was in, right. That I would that I chose. I mean, anybody can go sit wherever they wanted to. Um, but typically, because of the tafsir aspect and the memorization aspect, this is the one that I that I want to stick with, because the idea was is that it, no matter when, no matter when you came into the the majlis, no matter when you came into the majlis, no matter meaning, no matter what day you came into, no matter what verse that they were on at that particular day, if you started from those ten verses, and then you was patient and you stayed there memorizing ten verses a day until you got back to where you started. You will finish the Quran, and not just finish the Quran, but you will finish the Quran, and you would have at least heard Tafsir al-Sadi, Tafsir of Imam Sadi. Naam. So this was the concept, and they would do this repeatedly. They would just keep doing it. That was the standard. They would just keep doing it and keep doing it, keep doing it. They'll finish. They'll start again. They'll finish. They'll start again. They'll finish. They'll start again. This was very, very, very beneficial. Very beneficial. And like I said, in my local masjid, Masjid Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, this was every day. Every day. Naam? And, 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 and a few times, you know, for full disclosure, I sat in the, uh, the circle with the older brothers, you know. Um, and it was very beneficial. For the Tajweed-wise and things of this nature, it was very beneficial. But these older brothers, and, and I'm saying, they were everyday Muslims, right? They were everyday Muslims. But these older brothers and standards that we have here, these brothers was no joke. You had Hufab that was from amongst them. Those memorized much of the Quran and so on and so forth. In other words, these was those brothers that when the Imam wasn't there, one of them be leading the salah. Now, these brothers was nice. And they was everyday Muslims. But they were very good in reciting the Quran. Why? Because day in and day out, this is the kind of effort they was doing together collectively. And they was, you know, alhamdulillah, as we say, they was getting it in. And these brothers were excellent. May Allah Ta'ala reward each and every one from amongst them. May Allah Ta'ala preserve 
those from amongst them who are still living. And may Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon those from, from them that have passed away, because some of them have passed away. Like uh, my beloved elder and, uh, and Sheikh, one person very dear to me, uh, Sheikh Muhammad Budur, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, Rahmatun Wasi'ah, Ala Kulli Hal. This is something that I encourage that we, we, that we should start doing. We should start doing, right? To get our recitation good, to memorize with each other, and so on and so forth. This is very good for brothers and for sisters. We, we have to start doing this, inshallah. If we can't be every day, because I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand how America is, I understand this rat race. If it can't be every day, then maybe on the weekends, or when, when a person has a day off, right, collectively, on the weekends, right? If it can't be uh, both days of the weekend, maybe just one day a week, you know? Maybe just one day a week. If it can't be after Fajr, right, then perhaps between Maghrib and Isha, one day a week. Just come together, sit and, you know, and and uh, and do this. But it has to be, in other words, it has to be from every everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same page, right? And this is not to to to, to highlight or or to call anybody out. You understand? Um, but everybody has to be on the same page. The people have to want it. The people have to want it. You know, I try to do something like this. Um, it was a failed attempt. It was a failed attempt. Now it was a fail. But I tried it. I tried to do something like this. Um, because you know how you have Jumu'ah. Right, you know you got Jumu'ah, and I understand some people gotta go back to work. So the brothers that have to go back to work on Jumu'ah, they out. They they have to go back to work. Everyone understands that. But then you have some brothers who, like myself, on Jumu'ah, either work a half a day or they don't work at all on Jumu'ah. Either they work half a day or they don't work at all. So after Jumu'ah, there's there's, there's nothing pressing anyone you know, there. And, and a lot of times the brothers stand around, and they talk. The brothers stand around, they talk. You know, they joke with each other, and that's and that's good. But I tried to look. Let's do something more beneficial. Let's anybody want to recite, come and recite anything from Allah's book, and we can just go over the tajweed and things like this. And somebody memorizing, we can do that. Subhanallah. I had one one student that was lived outside the area that was steady. A couple uh, one one student that was local that will come occasionally. Uh, but anyway, you know. You know what happened. I already, I already led with it. it. It was a fail. It was a fail. Why? People ain't want it. The people ain't want it. You know, so. Inshallah. Maybe this is encouragement for the brothers and sisters who hear this, whatever they may be, you know, to maybe come together and, and, and aspire for something like this. Because there is a lot of benefit. There's a lot of benefit in it. In any event, what can add to that, the Sheikh, he says, that all of them, they will benefit from each other. And if there is an alim, if there is a scholar from amongst them, then that scholar could teach them the tafsir of what is being recited. That scholar can teach them the tafsir of what is being recited. So now if you got a scholar from amongst you, right, then... You want to make sure that you're doing whatever it is that you can possibly do to make sure that that scholar is available to teach the people, right? And then you make sure that you show up. You make it your business to show up to class so that he, so he can teach you. You can learn the tafsir of Allah's book. Got to do it. But listen, 
That's why I brought the uh, the the example from what we used to do in Tanta, right? Um, amongst Ahlul Sunnah. And Tanta, yeah, and his masjid was masjid of Ahlul Sunnah, in case somebody, you know, curious or whatever. Yeah, the, 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 the people who ran this masjid and who were teachers inside this masjid, they were from Ahlul Sunnah. If you don't have a scholar, that's, that's it, you don't do nothing, no, you can still benefit. And that's what we used to do. We, this is what we used to do. In that particular masjid, in that particular area, at that particular time, yani, there was no alim. There was no alim that used to pray fajr with us in that particular masjid. Okay? You know, Egypt got early man Egypt, but I'm talking about in that in that masjid, in that area, there was no alim at that time. So this is fajr. You know, that, you know, at those times, you, you have to go out. So Sheikh Raslan, he lives in a Murfiya. Uh, it's, it's a little bit away from that and things like that. Alakulihal. So what you say? So we don't we don't benefit? No, you can still benefit. You can still benefit. How do you benefit at that time? You get a student and they read the tafsir. That's it. They read the tafsir. Alhamdulillah, in that situation, we were fortunate that if there was something that was problematic, it wasn't pressed on no one to have to give an answer. Because we had access to the to, to scholars. So if there was a question, none of us knew it. From something that we read, we wanted more details, then we'll take that and we'll meet up with the sheikh after class or whatever, and then we'll ask him. We'll just ask him. Now, the sheikh, very nice. You call him on the phone sometimes, call him, and they just, hey, sheikh, you ain't want to wait till class, whatever. You call him and say, sheikh, I had a question about something we read this morning to say to Sani. I don't understand it completely. Could you explain it to me? Um, my point is, is that there is no excuse. You can do a lot of good. You can do a lot of good. Person say, hey, we don't really, we don't have no uh, no student knowledge in our area. All right, read the tafsir. Tafsir of Sandy has been translated. Read the tab, read the English. Read the English. You got questions? Don't try to answer questions you don't know. Write it down. Write it down, and then send that 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 question to someone and say, "Listen, can you get this answered, ma'am? Anybody who hears this, you have access to to my phone number. Whatever you have a question like this." Send it to me, text it to me, send it to me on WhatsApp, send it to me on Messenger, on one of the social media platforms, and so on and so forth. And inshallah ta'ala, inshallah ta'ala, I hope you find the answer. If I don't know, I call one of the sheikh and, 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 and ask. And this way we both benefit. You ask something I don't know, I don't know. Allahu a'lam. So, I'm going to call the sheikh. I ask the sheikh, the sheikh now teaching me and you. So, I benefited now from your question. Alhamdulillah. So, this is the kind of questions we want. You know, not, not them, you know, people people uh, contact you, some fitna. Oh, fitna this. Or I heard somebody said this about you and all this type of stuff. And that's a waste of my time. You understand? Let's really benefit from each other. These type of questions are welcome. What is, Allah Ta'ala says this in this particular ayah. Could you give me more understanding of what this, on what this means? If I know, then alhamdulillah, this, this is a reminder for me by going over these things that maybe I want to thought about that day. Unless the question it came. If I don't know, alhamdulillah, is an opportunity now. Now I can learn something. You can learn something. We both benefit. It's a win-win situation. These type of questions, ahlan wa sahlan, all day long. Contact me. Put it in the description box. You know, uh, whatever the case is. Inshallah, I'll I, I, I help you to the best of my ability. Um, 
go yani with these with these with these verses and and, and that that's 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 beautiful that i love it that's beautiful let's do that ala kulli hal so the sheikh he says so if there's an alim from amongst them then they can explain the tafsir if you don't have an alim you can still benefit read the tafsir you don't have a student of knowledge read the translation you can still benefit. You can still benefit. Spend your time doing this, reflecting over Allah's book and trying to gain understanding of it. You understand? That's that's going to be transformative. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Then we're going to see some change in our life. Then we're going to see our lifestyle get better. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Naam. Like the Shaykh goes on and he says, وَإِن كَانُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ فِيهِ that and if they are from the people and, and they got the people of knowledge from amongst them and they can study the meanings they can study the meanings of these uh, of the words they can study the meanings of the verses and then from that alright so listen let me explain this so if they're going over the tafsir, right, then they can go over those tafsir that deal with the meanings, right? Like tafsir al-Sa'di. Tafsir al-Sa'di is a tafsir that it is based on the narrations. However, he brings you the meaning from those narrations. And that's why this tafsir is so good for everybody, for the beginner, for the student, and for the scholar. This tafsir is good for everybody. Because it's based on the narrations, Nam, but he doesn't bring the narrations. Because in bringing the narrations, that might make it a little harder for the common Muslim, the everyday Muslim. Might make it a little bit harder for them, right? Um, whereas with that, then the students and the scholars, um, you know, it is it, more for them. But then even in that, there may be some things in there that are problematic for the students, that the students will have to go now and refer back to the scholars on certain things because they don't maybe you don't understand this narration or, or whatever the case is right or there's some narrations that have been mentioned uh, 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 about this that have weak change and things like that so you have to sift through now what's weak what's strong I don't know this and that so you got to return it back to the to the ulama um, whereas tafsir al-sani is a tafsir that deals with the meanings it takes it's based on the narrations but it takes the meanings from the narration and it presents just that so it's very good for everybody very good for everybody Right, um, you know, of course, and the person say, "Well, how's it good for the scholar?" No, it's good for the scholar because one, it's a reminder. Two, it, it's it, you. You can um, you can do exercises where you reverse the process. In other words, you could look at the meaning. You could look at the meaning and say, "Okay, uh, bring me the narration that that's based off of. Bring me the narration that that meaning is extracted from." You know, this is an exercise that Sheikh Saleh Abdaziz Ali Sheikh he would do with the um, with the tafsir. I mean, not the, not the tafsir. Excuse me. He would do with the fatawa of his grandfather. He would do with the fatawa of his grandfather. Is he would look at the fatwa, right, and then he would extract from that fatwa. In other words, he would look at the fatwa and then he would go backwards. He would say, "Okay, this is my grandfather said." This had to be based on this narration, this narration, this principle, this principle, right? So he would do that. He would look at the fatwa, and then he would uh, put together the proofs 
and the principles that support or, 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 or where his grandfather extracted from. And this was something he said he should do daily, right? This was like, this like a good exercise, a good exercise. So for the scholar and for the student, they could benefit from it like this as well. Uh, more so for the scholar. The student, yeah, could do something from this, but more so just benefit from the reminder and so on and so forth. Now, and then for the common everyday Muslim, they just benefit from the meanings of it and, you know, and whatever else they can do according to their ability. That makes sense? Nah, like so this is what the shaykh means. So they can benefit from the meanings. And then after benefiting from the meanings, they can return back to the books of tafsir, riwayah wa diraya, al-mabaniya ala ma kana alayhi salaf fi hadhihi al-ummah. And then they can go back to the books of tafsir that are built on the the narrations, like tafsir al-Kathir, for example. And they can study it from this standpoint. Uh, those books that mention the 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 text, the uh, the chains, and the texts of the tafsir that the salaf of this ummah that they were upon. Now, that the salaf of this ummah that they were upon. So they go back to now the tafsir where it will explain where you find the teachings of the Sahaba when they taught the Tabi'een the meanings of these narrations based upon the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, uh, where, they, where, where the, the chain and the text of the narration, they are there present. So now you can take the meaning, you understand the meaning, all right? Now you go back to the books of the narrations, right? That mentioned the, the, the hadith and the athar from the Salaf and then you can study those books as well. And all of that is what is tremendously beneficial. Now, crazy beneficial as far as from a knowledge standpoint, right? From a knowledge standpoint, we see that that's a lot of benefit. We can benefit, like, we can change our life like that. We start doing things like that. We start putting our time into doing that and not following he said, she said, what's going on social media and all this type of stuff, scrolling through TikTok and looking at stupidness, right? Instead of doing all that, we can be benefiting with this. That's going to change your life. That's going to enhance the standard of your life, your living. That's going to change your life. That's going to enhance your character, enhance your behavior, enhance how you interact with people. You got to make your person more forbearant, that has more patience, and, and all this type of stuff, right? Because your knowledge increases, so then for your, your character should become better, and so on and so forth. Now, so... Any event, these type of things, they really, they really, they really, they really, they help. But I want you to take all that benefit that was just mentioned, put that to the side. Put it, put it to the side. Check this out. The Sheikh he mentions, he says, وَالْجَزَاءُ عَلَى الْإِجْتِمَاعَ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ لِتَلَاوَةِ الْقُرْآنِ وَتَدَارُسِهِ أَرْبَعُ أُمُورِ أَرْبَعَةُ أُمُورِ He says, and the... Reward for gathering inside of the masajid and reciting and reciting the Quran and studying it. There are four affairs, four affairs, four matters. Everybody got that? Four, four affairs, four matters. The first one, Nuzulu Sakina Anahim, is that tranquility descends upon them. Tranquility. وَطُمَأْنِينَ It descends upon them. Naam. 
tranquility descends upon them. I, I just want you to I just want you to reflect on that. Right? This this modern world sometimes is super stressful. Super stressful. You understand? Super stressful. Seem like you just paid the bill, another bill, and it came again. Want some more money. Right? Seem like you got a, it's a little bit of extra money, and then your car break. Now you got to break. Now you got to fix that, right? Uh, you know the stresses of 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 dealing with coworkers, the stresses of dealing with you know your boss, maybe the stresses of dealing with just the aspects of the job itself, the, the stresses of dealing with customers, the stresses of dealing with you know your, your brothers and your sisters, and, and so on and so. It's a lot of stress. You know what I mean? Mental health wise, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot, lot of things beating you down mentally. So when you come together inside of the message of Allah and, you, and, you, and you're reciting and studying Allah's book, you get tranquility, ease, and calm descends upon you. Oh, tell me that's not what we need, right? A break, mental break. You go from being stressed out to being at ease, easy, tranquil, right? All of the stresses of the world melt away and disappear you forget about them you forget about them as long as you're in that situation we need that break right we need that break so that that is extremely beneficial the next one that's one the next benefit is is that mercy now envelops them so now you got the you got the tranquility upon you right and now you get enveloped, yeah, you get yeah, and he, uh, surrounded by mercy. You get wrapped in mercy. You get wrapped in mercy. That's a better way to put it, right? You get wrapped up in mercy. So tranquility descends upon you. You wrapped up, yeah, you wrapped up in mercy. Man, that's subhanAllah, right? And that's for what? Coming together inside the masajid, studying the deen. These, these are the rewards you get. These are the rewards you get. This is this is this is this is pretty awesome right here, right? And then um, the third, and that now the angels encircle, the angels encircle you, right? The angels encircle you. So reflect on this now. Tranquility comes on you. You wrapped up in mercy, surrounded by angels. Man, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. That is a beautiful situation, is it not? That is a beautiful state to be in. Right? Like who can pass that up? Who can really pass that up? That is awesome. That's awesome. And then the last thing that is mentioned. And as the ulama, they explain, if there was no other benefit from coming together to seek knowledge inside of the masajid, except for this benefit, then this benefit is enough because this is the greatest benefit that makes all of the other things that were mentioned pale in comparison. I want you, you understand that? All the other things that are mentioned, as great as they are, as beneficial as they are, all of them pale in comparison to the last thing that was mentioned, to the last benefit. 
And that last benefit is that وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَذْكُرُهُمْ عِنْدَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Is that Allah, the Most High, will mention that person to the angels. Now, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. Allah will mention you to the angels. What's getting with that? Huh? That Allah will mention you to the angels. That is the greatest benefit that you will get from seeking knowledge. Do you, do you understand that? Subhanallah. Some people, if a celebrity, I'm not going to say even mention them. If a celebrity retweets them or if a celebrity likes their post on Instagram, I ain't say tag a minute, like their post on Instagram or likes it on Facebook or something like this, a person gets will get happy. Look, so-and-so like my, look, so-and-so retweeted. That's so-and-so, Yanni, Yanni, a, a, a created being, just a human being, a slave from the slaves. A slave from the slaves of Allah. Huh? Just anybody else. You understand? Yeah, they're a little more famous. Might got a little more money than you. But at the end of the day, they're a human being like everybody else. At the end of the day, Yom Al-Qiyamah, they're going to be threatened with the fire just like you threatened with the fire. If they didn't do right, they're going to go to hell forever. If they did good, then they don't go to Jannah. Nah, so, hey, they, 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 it's, just, just, it's just a person. But you get so joy, you get so happy because they didn't mention you. Forget all that. If you come together and seek knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention you to the angels. What's getting with that? That's the best reward. That is the best reward. If no other reward was there, just to get that is enough. Is, is enough. You understand? So all of this is for those who come together and they seek knowledge inside of Allah's house. They come together and they read Allah's book and they, and they, and they seek knowledge on the meanings and the narrations that are connected therein. This is what awaits them. This is their reward. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Then the Shaykh Ta'ala gets into the next portion of the Hanif. But inshallah Ta'ala will say that to the next class. We'll say that to the next session. Naktafi bihad al Qadr. Muhammad. Khairat.